Too many leaders lead for validation, not impact, for what they can get out of it more than what they can give to it. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm obsessed with how leaders grow and develop, and I too have insecure moments. We all do. Glad you're here with me now on the Sight Shift Podcast so you can learn how to lead for impact, not validation. Leadership would be easy, except for the people. Welcome to part seven on this series. You don't have to have heard the other six to get value out of this one. They're all separate, but also connected. You'll get more if you want to go back. And we're talking about this idea that there's a war that happens between the vision and the people. And the healthiest leaders understand, just like my friend told me years ago, the vision is the people. It's a powerful conversation. I'm still not over it. I could talk about it for days and hours. What I'm doing, though, in this series is taking you through a journey for how to understand that. And we are right now at session seven, the head shift, the head shift piece. I'm going to go a little deeper than I did last on the head shift. Vigilance protects you. Vigilance protects you. Now, if you've lived at any time or if you've lived any amount of time leading, you know how fragile vision is, right? Like you can spend so much time and energy sacrificing for people to join you and what could be and should be true of the organization or their lives. They've joined you in this greater reality that you've seen that they've helped make better. And together you're moving, you got momentum. And there's this flaw that all kinds of leaders fall into. And I articulate it in different ways. I'll I'll probably do a series on helping you build culture and the actions you're never done with. But there's a flaw that leaders fall into where as they're moving into this head shift and they're committing to systems that grow and build their organization, in some way they take their eye off the ball. And, And then they're in a meeting and they're like, wait, they did what? Since when was that okay? No, I specifically said three months ago. Or, or they, they see a result they're not happy with. Or they're, they're really intuitive and ahead and more strategic. And, and they see the smoke before there's a fire. They see the conditions maybe for there to be a fire before there's a fire. Because they're seeing, oh, we're about to be in a danger zone here. Learn now what protects every organization of people throughout human history. Systems systems. That's why we're talking about head shift now. We said there were three shifts that occur in episode one, horizon, head, and heart. We're in the head shift piece now. And vigilance to the fact that a system is what protects you. You don't rise to the occasion, you sink to your systems. If I woke up every day and said, today I'm going to work out and it's a completely open blank canvas and I have to figure out what I'm going to do to work out, the chances that I'm going to work out are nil. I need something that I'm going to sink to (laughs) when the whiny part of me is like, what if we just did this? What if we skipped this? What if we went ahead and started this? What if we jumped into this task? Whatever. You're not going to rise to the occasion. You sink to your systems. And so what we want to do is sink to a system of transformation. We want to embed into our organization systems, not a focus on heroes, whether it's sales whether it's our communications, marketing, and branding. You appreciate all that. You appreciate financial systems. Your organization is healthy if you have financial systems. Your sales team is healthy if it's not built on heroes, it's built on systems. Why wouldn't that be true of your leadership also? Why wouldn't you want to put yourself in a place that you are building leaders who build leaders, developing leaders who develop leaders with a system? If you do, here's what they're going to protect you from. If you put in place leaders 
who are developing leaders. You're going to protect yourself from what kills momentum in an organization. In fact, I'd like to think about it in terms of not just momentum, but even a movement. I am not aiming to put something out in the world that just helps company founder owners or CEOs achieve an economic goal. And we do for sure tie our work to measurable business results. But that's not the real aim. The real aim isn't even to help them in such a way improve the culture to something they're happy with. Although we want that. The real aim is I want to kickstart, we want to kickstart a movement of transformational leaders who are building other transformational leaders throughout the organization and even outside the organization. That's why I love working with CEO founders and owners who are passionate about their company and they're like, Chris, I don't want just their lives to get better at work. I want their lives to get better at home because of the work that we do. Man, bring that standard on all day because if they see it personally, they'll see it professionally. If they see it professionally, they'll see it personally. We want transformation across the board. The goal is to kick off a movement of like micro-mentoring micro-apprenticeships, where leaders are building leaders. That's the goal. That's a movement. We want to create a momentum, a movement within the organization that this is happening. And if you have a system to do it, here's what you're going to be protected from. Number one, you're going to be protected from the first enemy of a movement, moral failure moral failure. The first any enemy of any movement is moral failure. The leader or leaders, the inspirational figures champion these values. And then we find out behind the scenes, they weren't living those values. Now, this doesn't mean we have to live perfectly because none of us do. None of us do. I am not perfect. I am flawed. I struggle. I don't even live perfectly everything I share with others and teach. I'm constantly evolving. Maturity is how quick I return back to center, not perfectly always holding center. But what's happening, and, and it doesn't mean whatever, I, I don't even care about how you would define what's moral or not. I care more about what your organization claims is moral. That's the idea. Do you live the values that you share with others? Do you live the values that you rally others towards? Do you, other, do you live the values that you say that are your values? For most organizations, there's a mismatch between what they value and what they live. There's a lack of integrity. It's why there's not a movement within their organization. It's why there's not momentum because there may be values painted on the wall, but when push comes to shove in meetings, other values, even if they're never surfaced, are actually the real values. So often our values are unaware, from an unaware standpoint, are built on our insecurities and we're actually not balanced with our values. We're overing and undervaluing things. And I'll do a future series on that, but for now, Here's what I'm saying. If the people that are at the forefront of the organization and the people that are hidden away in the back recesses of the organization and everything in between don't have a value system to hold themselves to and that they can be open when they don't and experience transformation to get back on the path, your organization will not have the momentum it can. You won't be protected from moral failure. Now, for me, I've seen this kill momentum in organizations time and time and time and time again. What I'm doing for the values we prescribe, for the values we as ascribe ourselves, for the values we are as uh, aspiring towards, I have to have some things in my life, system checks, to make sure these stay at the center. You determine what your system checks are. For me, my system check, uh, one of them is, 
to be teaching about leaders who are insecure a lot because I learn about it myself every day because I'm still insecure in ways. So I love teaching this message because it's a way that I check myself before I wreck myself. Relationships where I have no secrets and they can ask anything and they are for me, not against me, are a big part of how I protect myself. These are all systems. And a leadership organization, an organization that really values leadership puts a system in place to train leaders that shift them at the value level, at the heart level, and it protects us from the first enemy of a movement, moral failure. The second enemy of a movement is bad structure. Bad structure or inadequate structure. In other words, the structure used to work for where we are or where we were, but it doesn't work for where we are. When I see an organization lose momentum, when, it, when this real movement starts to build towards the horizon and we have systems to build leaders and we're changing lives and it's powerful, I see moral failure and I see inadequate or bad structure. You know, they're building the team based on what their personality wants. They've shaped a role to try to keep somebody happy based on what the organization needs. They don't have a database view, which we do. We offer a database view on how to build the team in a whole way to know fixed and flexible work styles. Some way, somehow, the structure has become inadequate. It's an old wineskin now, and it can't hold new wine because it bursts. And the job of a leader is to continually figure out What's the new wineskin we need so new wine can be poured into it? What's the new structure? What's the new infrastructure that's needed? I'm constantly on the lookout for values that we're living them out. I'm constantly on the lookout that we're upgrading the infrastructure as we need. The third enemy that a system protects us from, and this is the third enemy that kills momentum, this movement that's happening of leadership development in your organization, is the inability to communicate what's happening. The inability to communicate what's happening, what's really going on. Communication is a massive function and feature of leadership. If I ask the number of organizations we're working with at any given time, how many of you would rate yourself as having an A-plus job being done as communication in, in communicating? No organization would raise their hand. It would be zero because the healthiest organizations know they can always get better. Communication is a constant struggle because we're trying to get you know, it's like we're marching through the jungle and we're seeing new territory or figuring out new plants and enemies and things that help us. And we're trying to get that word back throughout the ranks, sideways, and all these kind of problems. What happens when an organization hasn't made a commitment to systems, they haven't made a head shift, and they're not, um, they're not systems committed, then they have these communication issues that completely derail everything. That's why you see a lot of the organizations we work with, if they're a little bit on the smaller end to medium end, they may use EOS. It's a system. We actually use that internally ourselves. It's a, it's a communications system is what it is. Uh, beyond that, as organizations get big, they typically need something larger and more customized depending on their size. But the idea here is this. What does it look like for me as the leader and our leadership team to know who we are and where we are so we can articulate this in a compelling, inviting way. When something has momentum, when there's a real movement to it, someone is living the values and they have a healthy structure in place and they can communicate what's happening in the moment in an authentic and aspirational way. So it has an element of reality. This is the pain of this. This is the truth of this. This is the hard part of this. And this is the potential of this. This is what could happen. This is where we could go. This is what could develop. And if you're the kind of leader who has the courage to make a head shift and put systems in place where you have leaders 
developing leaders who are being transformed, you can not perfectly protect yourself from crisis, but protect yourself from the crises ending what's currently happening for you and the transformations you have going on. Look at this for yourself, explore, wrestle with it. We can always help with more at SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode. There's always more for you at SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com to be the leader you were meant to be.